Welcome to Dream Big and Implement Small. I'm Janessa Durrani. I help women discover their meaning outside of motherhood and the energy to pursue it through simple 10-minute-a-day systems and practices so that you can feel whole once again. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I share my tips, tricks, hacks, and stories on how to dream big and implement small to go from chaos to calm. I have a very special episode for you today, which is taking us over our 20-ish minutes, but believe me, you're going to love it. A year ago, a friend of mine from growing up joined the daily practice and my inner circle, and in one of our first gatherings mentioned in passing that she had made a card for her daughter at college every single week that she was away. She downplayed it because it was easy and natural for her. Thoughtfulness is her superpower. And just like for all of us, we downplay our superpowers because they come so easy to us, but are marveled at by others. The power of her story and her project is what inspired my new Happy Mail Circle. And I had to have Pam and her daughter, Anna, join me to tell you their story themselves. Get the Kleenex out, my friends. It's amazing, which is about all I say through the entire episode. Okay, everybody. I have a special guest for the um, podcast this week. I have a great friend of mine who I grew up with. We've known each other since we like were wee little things, um, Pam Cox and her dad, her daughter, Anna. And we're going to talk all things Happy Mail. So I recently launched a Happy Mail subscription, and the whole reason I did that was because I was so, so, so inspired by Pam and um, a project that she had ongoing for years with her daughter, Anna. So I wanted them both to be here. I could tell you all about the story and go on and on, but it would be so much more interesting, I thought, for them to join us and tell the story themselves. So Pam, why don't you just introduce yourself? What do you do in the world? Where are you in the world now and normally? Um, and just share with us where you are. All right. I am Pam Cox. I uh, reside in Northern Iowa, although today I'm in a, uh, on vacation, so I'm in a hotel in Alabama. <laughs> so um, I am a stay-at-home mom. And uh, kind of looking at soon to be an empty nester and uh, looking for a new job title, I guess. <laughs> um, stay at home mom uh, works when you have kids on your roof, right? But yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, my husband and I met in college and have two kids, and they're kind of my the center of my um, objectives. So they're your everything. And you're a really, yeah. really awesome mom, which is. Part of the reason why we're here so and we are joined by her beautiful daughter Anna who just graduated from college and just has gotten her dream job I believe so Anna why don't you introduce yourself yeah so like you said my name is Anna I did just graduate in May from South Dakota State University um, I'm still up in Brookings South Dakota now and yeah like you said I'm working for the university now I'm working over in the admissions office which is some work that I had pursued when I was a student 
Um, so I work with a lot of um, high schoolers, mainly juniors and seniors, kind of helping them make the transition from high school to college as easy as possible, because obviously it's a really big transition for everybody. So I try to do everything that I can to make that a little less intimidating for those students and really get them excited to come to college. That's awesome. Actually, that's kind of a sidebar that I wanted to talk about first. So being a mom of a junior and Pam as has a senior, she also is, you know, she's old hat at this since you are already all the way through. But what kind of programming do you do with juniors and seniors and helping them in that transition? Yeah, so a lot of what I do is kind of helping them through a lot of like the admissions, kind of the official things. So like filling out housing applications and signing up for orientation. But I also answer a lot of questions that students may have about just kind of general anxieties about going to college, like not really understanding where that's going to take them, you know, if that kind of makes sense, just kind of general typical high school anxieties of you're leaving home for the first time. Um, it's a really big step for everybody. So kind of guiding students through those kinds of things, telling them about different resources on campus and letting them know that even though people might pretend like they have it all figured out, even the most prepared student is going to go through those things, homesickness, you know, anxiety about a new schedule, new classes and those kinds of things. And really, I think it's really important to make students just know that they're not alone in that, even though it's tough and it's going to be tough no matter what, but I feel like it's a little bit easier to go through it when you know you have somebody there to listen who's been through it and knows kind of what that's like. That's awesome. And so you as a freshman starting college, what kind of um, college freshman were you? Were you like totally homesick or like, oh my gosh, mom, leave me on the curb. I've got that. <laughs> It was definitely a little bit of both. I tried to do everything that I possibly could to like prepare for college. I was that kid that was like, had everything written out. I was like calling people from the university all the time. Anytime I had a small question about anything at all. So I thought I had it all figured out and I went off like mom and dad helped me move in. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Time to be an adult. And then I went to my first day of classes and I was like, this is a lot just because you don't know what to expect. And I thought I had it all figured out by having like my binders and that kind of stuff. But that was really like a come to Jesus meeting for myself to be like, wow, this is not quite what I expected, but I didn't really know what to expect. So there was a little bit of time where I was definitely calling mom a few times, like, I hate this so much, but it's just <laughs> Like I was just walking more than I had to, to get to class and just getting used to a new schedule. So yeah, I definitely really appreciated the independence just because I was really looking forward to growing, but I was also glad that mom was still there to let me call her when I needed to go crazy a little bit. So then that brings us to you, Pam. So I don't know how I'm going to be. I, I tell the story about when my mom took, my parents took me to college and I was like, just go just go. I've got this. Like she wanted to help me set everything up. And I was like, no, I just, and she was bawling. And I was like, and now, especially since she's gone, but even before that felt so, so bad. Cause now I get it. Like now that I have my own children, I'm like, I was a horrific, horrific daughter. 
I am going to be a hot blubbering mess. So she is going to college. How were you doing when she went off to college? I spent her senior year really focusing on the joy of everything. And because I didn't want to be sad about the last that we were doing in her senior year, I wanted to be just finding all of the joy. And then people would say, well, are you worried about her going to college in the fall? And I said, oh, this is what we've been preparing for. What it's all been about. This is the goal. We are getting there. And I really had myself convinced that, yeah, it's just going to be like another Tuesday. It's just that this one, we move her to college. And um, so we got her to college. We moved her in. And I told her, I said, just so you know up front, I'm not leaving until your room looks like it's a home. And so that was what my heart needed to know. I am sending you out prepared. And I also knew those things like decorating her room. She was going to get busy with other things. And then, you know, she might not ever get to those things. So we just had a pretty good game plan. And we got the quilt on her bed just perfect. And heaven knows all the throw pillows that I made her take. She probably threw them under the bed when I was done. But um, but we had it all set up so that it just really looked cozy and comforting and a place that she could come home to. And um, so then we, you know, I think dropped her off at her first little orientation thing. And then we headed out of town. And then maybe two days later, I thought, wow, I walked by Anna's room and it's a little weird that there's no light on. And there's and so it that was kind of my moment. I was like, okay, so I think as prepared as we can be as parents, we will have the moment. It's just, you know, like the avalanche will happen. It's just matters, you know, when it gets to you. And so, um, so it was in my processing that in myself and trying to make this transition good that the idea of doing the cards was born. So, so that, and the fact that you both Talk about being prepared. You know, Anna had all of her binders and she was all set and you had done all the things and let's get everything set. And like, you two are very high, high functioning, executive function, like had the, all that. But there is all those feelings. Like there's just that, like, you know, that disconnection. So then is born this, this idea. So share with us, how this started, what did, you, what was, how did it start? Um, it, the actual first um, seeds of this project, even though I didn't know what it was going to bloom into, actually started her junior year of high school. And Anna was selected to be part of um, an every 15 minutes program that our school was having. And it's a um, dramatization that's um, drunk and distracted driving awareness. And so Anna had been selected to be a part of this. And um, so Anna didn't know about it. It was a surprise to the students in it. But as parents, we knew. Um, and because then they were she was taken from the room to represent someone lost. Um, anyway, it's a fantastic program. But one of our um, assignments that we had to do in preparing for that was we had to write her a letter. And it began something to the effect of. I found out today that you had died. Oh my God. And just absolutely, I mean, poured 
ourselves into this letter, um, you know, and really when you put yourself in that place that you don't want to ever put yourself in, um, boy, there was just a lot that came out of that. And then that night, the kids that were, had been, were part of the program went on an overnight retreat and part of their assignment was writing a letter to us. And then after that, they had gotten the letters that we had written to them. And I can tell you that that letter that she wrote to us is something that I will have my whole life. And um, it, it just was so precious. And in reflection of that program, and it was a fantastic program, but what really stayed with me was the power of the written word and the power of the things that we think that, you know, we tell our kid we love them and we think that we encourage them to you know live out their dreams. And but do we really say all those things or do we just kind of think it so often that we think we've communicated it? And so that was really kind of the and it really made an impact on me. And so then her senior year, I decided to write her a journal. And so Every day her senior year, I wrote in this journal. And sometimes it was remembering stories from when she was little, like today you did this and it reminded me of, or um, it might've just been, oh, you were so excited today because you got this part in the play or whatever. And it was just, just a combination of things. It wasn't really a to-do list or an itinerary as much as storytelling and encouraging and all of that. And so um, I... I really enjoyed doing that process. And again, it helped me when we had been to an event, I would come home and I would think, find the joy. And then I would write about the joy. And so, um, so I wrote this whole journal for her and um, I actually brought a few excerpts from that if you wanted to hear any of that. But um, so it was, so I had done that whole journal. And then when she went off to college, and then I had my moment on about day two. I thought, gosh, should I make her, should I write her a journal again? But in the absence of being face to face with her on a daily basis, I was going to miss out on, you know, seeing her emotion when she, you know, got an A on a test or whatever. And so then it turned into, so I can't, you know, recount her daily activity, but I can send her a letter every week. So, um, so, anyway, so when you started this idea of sending a letter each week, mm-hmm. was it a commitment in your mind that you were going to do every week and so forth? Or did you just like in that, like, oh my gosh, on day two, like, I just need to write to her right now. Um, it started out a letter and, um, but then I thought, oh, I'm going to make her a card. So I get my cricket and all my craft supplies out so that I can make her a card. And because my heart needed that creative outlet to just pour into. And so then it was on maybe her second day of college. She tries out for the musical college and she ends up getting the lead in the, in the musical. And so then I thought, oh, now I need to make her an Adams family card. Because, I mean, that's pretty awesome. And so then it was, 
well, what else does she have? Oh, Hobo Day. I can make a Hobo Day card. And then I just kind of got the her calendar out. And I thought, you know, she's going to have a choir concert this week. And she's, a, you know, okay, there's nothing really this week. So I'll just throw in a card that has, you know, a fun picture of, you know, her from Halloween or, you know, whatever. And um, so, yeah, so it started out just a single, um, in, an, in the next hour, I want to make a card for Anna and then send her a letter to I just got on a roll and Anna received a couple of them and then I had talked to her and she said well she had somehow referenced um this week's letter and then I said well, why do you say it that way and she said well I thought since I've gotten them for the last three weeks that I was probably going to keep getting them <laughs> and so then you're on so the hook the, yeah so then at the end of the freshman year and then because we kind of started out each each semester when she would go back from Christmas break and then I'd sit down and spend a couple of days making cards for that semester. And so then at the end of the freshman year, I thought, I don't know, should I do it again next year? And then, yeah, so. Eventually, it was just, well, she's gotten them for three years now, of course, I'm going to do them the fourth year, too. So. All right. So, Anna, the first one that you get. Like. How did it feel like? What what was it like to get a like not just a letter, but an awesome homemade card from your mom? Yeah, it was really nice because, like I said, kind of the transition to college is pretty difficult for everybody. And I was definitely feeling that by that point. So I was just kind of stressed out, not really knowing what to expect. And then I checked my mailbox and I saw something from my mom and I was like, oh, that's so nice. And then I opened it and I was like, wow, she put a lot of work into this. This looks really nice. And I read it and she's just kind of always had this knack of just knowing what to say because she kind of always knows how I'm feeling. And I was like, okay, that's exactly what I needed to hear right now. So it was a really big relief. And then I got another card and my roommate was like, did you get another card from your mom? Like, is it your birthday or something? And I was like, no, I mean, I think she just sent me a card and she's like, really, can I see it? So it kind of became a thing with my roommate and I that she would like look at the card after I would, after I would read it because they looked so pretty too. So then it kind of became a thing, not only with my roommate, but then some other people on our floor and some friends, they were like, did your mom send the card yet? So it kind of became a fun little thing of them getting to see the card, but I would never let them read the inside. Cause I'm like, you can look at the outside, but the inside's for me. So you can feel free to look at it because it's beautiful. And she put a lot of work into it and I want to show it off, but well, and but I felt like those words are just for me. That's awesome. And so that was going to be one of my, first of all, when I first, when Pam first told me this story, and she's like, I just, I made her some cards. I use my Cricut. I really, I don't, I don't have a lot of, you know, I'm crafty. I enjoy doing it, but they're, they're nothing, no big deal. Okay. I'm going to share my screen. And for those that are listening, I will, um, all of this will, there'll be a link to all of this on the website. So you'll be able to see this. What in the actual heck, Pam? Those are gorgeous. They're like absolutely Flipping, stunning. I don't, I don't even know. I don't, the words can't express. So I would be just like Anna's friends of like, oh, did the card come? Like, I would be so looking forward to this. And it's like, when I saw the Phantom one, was that the week that you went to see Robbie? Was. And that was, um, I think I had my husband 
write one card and his dad. I had him write in one card. And um, that phantom card was the only one that I had a guest writer. And I actually had Rob write that card. So for those so, that are listening, every, one of the um, yes. one of the kids who we graduated, with, one of the gentlemen that we graduated with um, was on the touring production of Phantom of the Opera. We went to see him when he was here in Providence um, as well, which was it was an amazing show, but even more amazing when you know someone that's in it. So, um, so no, these are freaking stunning. So, what was the ripple effect, Anna? Like, would you say, you know, you were getting the card, you were having the insides, you were sharing the outsides. Like, obviously, everyone else is wanting to look at them as well. Did any of your friends go to their parents and be like, you need to up your game here, mom. Like, so were there other ripple effects from, from the example that your mom was making? Yeah. I don't know about that just because I didn't want my friends to feel like their parents weren't like doing good enough or something. Um, but I definitely know that like, especially my roommate, when her parents would come, she'd be like, oh, Anna, can I see the cards? Like, I want to show my parents how cool this is. Not necessarily like, you know, I wish you were more like Anna's mom, but more <laughs> just like, look how cool this is. And I think that really, that really made an impact on them too, because they were seeing how much my mom cared for me. And I do think that it changed things a little bit, not necessarily in the sense that like my roommate started getting more cards, but I do think it kind of made her connection with her parents a little bit more mindful, I guess, in the sense that they really took time to like spend time together really proactively, which was really sweet to see. Which is awesome. And I think you would agree with me in that one of your mom's superpowers is thoughtfulness. Like, yes. Like, come on. So let's go back to the journal. What impact did that have? on you like when you received that and did you write in that every day Pam um, um you know probably three four times a week for sure but you didn't get so, it until the end of the year right so here was can I read the first page oh please I um saved the first two well the first two pages for the very end so the introduction was at the end um, today is the day after graduation, but this book began last July. As we prepared for your senior year, I quickly realized that we were going to record many last this year. I know that time would go. I knew that time would go so quickly that I hoped I would be able to remember everything. I wanted to live each moment with you and find the joy in each and every day. This senior year is a time to celebrate, not a time to be sad. And so I began this journal. All year I have been working on this. I have kept it a secret from you. Shocking, I know. <laughs> but each day I recorded moments and memories that would not be read by you until now. As you read this collection of stories and memories, I hope it brings a smile to your face. I hope you keep this with you for those days that you might be missing home. You're all going to friends, etc. I hope you are able to overlook any spelling or grammatical errors. <laughs> that, that area is much more your expertise than mine. But I wanted every page of this to be touched by me, written in my own handwriting. I want you to feel every ounce of love that I have poured into this gift for you. 
Nothing that I could purchase in this world for any amount of money would come close to expressing my sincere congratulations to you on your graduation. You're an amazing young woman. In this book, find love, joy, laughter, tears, pride, and compassion. Wishing the best of everything to you, sweet girl. I love you so much, mom. So that was her introduction to the 256 pages that would follow. Oh, my freaking Lord. I'm like bawling and it's not even, you're not my mom and you're not my daughter. Like I'm a, like, like I'm a mess. So what was that like to read it, Anna? Yeah, I read all of it in one night and I bawled my eyes out, of course, (laughs) because I got it. I got it the day of my graduation after the party and that was my gift that I got from my parents. And I started reading it and it was just crazy because there were things in there that I hadn't really like remembered or thought about, obviously, because it was going through my senior year. And I feel like I just kind of flew through it like a tornado, you know? So it was nice to just take a step back and look at those things. But I remember thinking when I finished it, how much less scared I was to leave. Obviously, I was really emotional and I was really terrified to go to college, but knowing that I had that support and knowing that no matter what, I would still be able to come home and still have a support system like my parents and like my mom, it really meant a lot. And it gave me a lot of confidence, even though it made me really sentimental and really sad. It still made me feel really excited and really grateful for what I was raised with. Absolutely. See, for everyone who's listening, this is a story that needed to be shared because I think so many of us, our kids have just gone or are soon to be going. And it's it's scary for all of us. And it really is the fact that you said there's just so much power, like in the journal of like noting this is in my own handwriting and how a written, I did a post today that just said like, you know, I just sent I sent a card to Zane that he just received. And there's just something about, you can text them, you can phone them, you can instant message them, you can email them. It's just not the same as then just um, using your own, your own thoughts and your own handwriting, which I have to not write in cursive because no one in this family can read my handwriting in cursive. But that's a whole other story. So I write in cursive because I figure if my kids want to know, they'll yeah, figure out how to read That's why I say with my morning pages, I'm like, you know, so many people like, oh, I don't want my kids to read my journal. I'm like, oh, my kids can't read my journal because I write it in um, cursive. It's like hieroglyphics here. So, so now like, um, what were you going to say? I, I feel like, um, you know, I could have every day or, you know, just made it a point to text her every week or something. But I feel like with the written word and with sending her a card that she would savor it a little bit more. Because if I send a text, she might kind of be reading it, you know, when she's sitting down in class and then the professor comes in and then she may or may not even finish reading it ever. Um, But if she comes back to her dorm and she gets a card out, She's going to take that to her room and be like, okay, I want to see this week's card and I want to read that. And then she might read it again before she goes to bed at night. And so it was just that difference in that you can control better when you sit down and open the card than when you're just opening a text or snap or something. Yeah. And who 
who's ever anticipated like waiting for the text to come? Like, whereas you going and like checking your mail and knowing that it's about to come and so forth. So did you ever miss a week? Um, there were a couple times when I would, I always, at first I always tried to send them, I always wrote them on Monday and so that she would get them on Wednesday. And, but there was a couple times when it was maybe Friday or Saturday and I thought I didn't even get this week's card done. So then I would send her a card on Saturday and I would send one in the mail on Monday too. And I think there might've been twice when I actually wrote two weeks worth of cards in the same day. Oh, oh, the horrors. So having the cards made at the beginning of the semester committed me to it because now I've made the card. So it has to get sent. So well, there was a that couple of times that that goes to the idea of a practice, right? Like, you know, that's what we talk about in daily practice. You made it easy. If you would have had to every Monday, like, so what could I make for a card today? The likeliness of you following through probably wouldn't have been as likely. So having that, those preloaded definitely, definitely help. So now your son will be going to college. Is he like, you better get um, crack a lacking mom on my cards. Like, does he know of the whole, is he aware of the card project? Well, I think so. Um, being a boy, you know, this stuff can be happening right around him and he may or may not be catching all of it, but he's got the gist of it. But um, I would almost always show him the card that Anna was getting that week. And um, but I loved the ones where I would just find some old picture of her when she was little and then make a card out of that. And so I'd asked John, I said, so when you go to college, do you want me to make cards for you, too? And then there was one time when I asked him that and the card was some picture of Anna when she was little. And he said, well, if they're like that, I do. So that was kind of, that was kind of sweet. So that's awesome. Awesome. So Anna has this, all of these beautiful cards that your mom has sent you and all the thoughtfulness that she has in these types of things. Have you followed suit? Do you have a, a strong, happy male, um, practice yourself? Are you as, has this made an impact on how you acknowledge others? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, kind of like what I said with my like roommate and her parents, I definitely feel like that had an impact on me about being more intentional about showing people and telling people that I care about them. And I do write notes sometimes. I mean, to my boyfriend, especially, I'll just leave him like a note in the morning or something when he's going to work, things like that. I've definitely started doing a little bit more of that. Um, but with my friends, I always try to stop them and really take a moment with them and say like, I hope you know how much I appreciate you. Even though it's not written down, I want them to know that I do take time to think about them and I do love them a lot. And yeah, I guess that's something that I really learned from mom is that if you do love somebody and you care about them that much, if you don't take the time to tell them, there's no guarantee that they're going to know how deep of an impact they have on you. So it's definitely made me think about that and reflect a lot more on how I communicate with the people in my life. That's amazing. When you were closing a couple of the shows that you were in, I think you gave cards to other cast members. I did. Yeah. I remember that. 
yeah, there have been a couple of times where when I would be in a show, I would write a little note to everybody in the show and just say, like, I really have appreciated working with you. I always try to point out something about them that I really appreciated so they know that it's not just a like an XYZ just template that I'm writing their name at the top of it, just to know that it is personalized. So there are some things like that where I will take a little bit of time to write things out. But even when I don't do that, I do make time to tell them. But I I have been known to write a few, a few notes to people sometimes. That's awesome. And that's the thing. You don't have to write a book or you do. I mean, you did, but in like for each of the cards, like it takes just a few minutes, but it's like, we get so busy and we, and we're doing all the things, but like I said, like having everything at your ready so that you can just say what you mean and actually say it out loud, because I think you're right. I think my kids have to know how much I am so proud of them and how hard they're working and so forth. But do I actually say that out loud? I think what you were saying, like we just say it so much in our minds that they have to telepathetically know that um, that's what we, um, that's what we're thinking, but, um, but not ever actually saying it. And I think it's nice to see. So, and you saved them all. Was there ever a concept of like, like letting them go? Or was it always from day one, like I'm going to keep each and every one of these? Oh yeah. I have the album right next to me. I, yeah, I keep all of the cards and yeah, because I've found them. I've always been somebody who's kept cards just because being written to has always been something that's really special to me. So basically any card that somebody's ever written to me, I've kept and I keep it in my closet. Um, but yeah, when I got these, I was like, oh, there's no way these are going anywhere out of my hands, out of my sight. That is amazing. Absolutely freaking amazing. I can't thank you both enough for being here. I mean, this story, I loved it from the beginning. I bring it up all the time. I'm always telling Pam to tell the story. Tell that story about how you um, did the cards. And and I'm so thankful for it because like I said, that has what inspired me to do the Happy Mail subscription. And doing that, like for those that don't have a cricket and craft supplies and the ability to have the foresight and the amazing talent that you have, like that just blows us all out of the water. But for all, for, for those regular folks, when we just need a postcard quick with postage on it and let me just get it out the mail, that's, um, but that's, the thing is it doesn't really, while it was probably fabulous to have all of those very tailored to you, I'm sure you would have loved it just as much if it was just, it was what's on the inside of the card more than what was on the outside. So, so thank you so freaking much for being here. And I'm sure everyone else is going to love this story just as much as I have. Yeah. Thank you so much for having, for having us. I hope you love this story as much as I did. I don't think you can listen to this story and not believe by the end that the written word is powerful. It connects, it touches, it empowers, and it is so easy to deliver. I would love for you to join the Happy Mail Circle to up your own Happy Mail practice. Once a month, I will send you four beautiful inspirational postcards 
with the stamps because who has time to go to the post office? And each week, I'll give you ideas on who to send them to and even what to say. Visit adailypractice.mn.co or check out today's show notes. You could also get a link there for the video of this conversation and a photo of the cards that Pam created. They are gorgeous. But as we said, it's not what was on the front of the card that made the biggest impact. It were the words inside. <laughs>